0: Hey guys, how are you? Are you feeling my retrograde vibes? I know I am sending you all so much love and hope you're giving yourself even more love and grace. I am in the midst of mom life right now recording this as you hear the girls in the background. I just wanted to say thank you so much for jumping back in. I had so many amazing downloads from the last episode and it was so incredible. So thank you so much always for being here. So excited for those that are excited for my new show. Don't forget, it's dropping to 2222, so next month, stay tuned. And today's episode is with one of my really good friends, Amanda Lauren. We just catch up on life, so I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little bit more relaxed, but still really good episode, and we just get into all things real, you know? I feel like everyone needs to hear things real and raw these days, and you know that's how I roll. So sending you all so much love. Have a great rest of your week. Happy hump day. Stay out of those retrograde vibes, and uh, I'll see you guys soon. All right.
1: Thanks. Bye.
0: hey everyone welcome back to everything with Allie Levine you guys I'm so excited for today I'm really giddy because I have like one of my closest friends on my show today I have the fabulous Amanda Lauren who is a design expert media personality and Forbes contributor guys no big deal she only does like the biggest design articles for Forbes like seriously. And she's one of my closest friends. We had a podcast together. Things were too lazy to blog about. We actually still have it. It's been on hiatus for years. Um, If someone (laughs) wants to pay us to do it, like we would do it. like We totally come back and do it. Totally would. Um, And she's just one of my closest friends. Anyone that knows me knows that Amanda Lauren is one of my closest friends. We've been talking about swapping on each other's new podcast because she has an amazing podcast, Bujia Jason, that I'm going to be on soon. She's on today for everything with Alan Levine. So Amanda, welcome to my show, love.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I miss you so much. You have no idea. I know. I, I miss you too. I, I know I'm getting all teary-eyed like seeing you on camera. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. I like literally haven't seen you because you are away. You've moved to Tennessee. I do not blame you, but I miss you. Like I don't blame you for leaving, but I can still miss you at the same time. You I know? totally miss you too. I'm waiting for you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, how is it going in Cali, California? <laughs> It's. I mean, listen. My. Can I just be completely honest? I. I understand that it's the law to wear these masks. Blah blah blah. My face has never wait, been. It's not, the law. Wait wait wait, wait, it's not
0: the law. wait wait wait. Let's backtrack. Not the law. It's not the law.
1: I'm, I keep telling people this. A mandate is not a law.
0: Everyone wants to say it's a law, but it's not. You can look it up. A mandate, a requirement, a ask. It, it's all not a law. It's all around. Please do your part, but it's not a law and this is why when people say oh it's a law just 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 wear it but it's not a law so until they make it a law god forbid uh it's, it's seen not a law. in the app is what it is <laughs> of course it is and it's making you um, have breakouts and all kinds of issues you had freaking all kinds of like i had like every weird disease but covid <laughs> like, yeah,
1: i'm, COVID. You're I'm wearing, not kidding
0: wearing your mask like literally like it's, it was
1: ridiculous It messed up my immune system so, so much. Um, And now, like, honestly, it's I don't really I don't really go that many places like I listen, I go to um, to work out at plate fit because I would lose my mind if I didn't work out Um, and I work out outside too. I, you know, go around the reservoir, I'll do that with friends which I don't wear a mask. I've never worn a mask outside, just to be completely honest. I Can I just be honest know. too? Science.
0: Whenever I see someone outside a mask. I even told Justin, I'm like, what are they doing? You're outside, like breathe the fresh, fresh, fresh air. air, like you're breathing in CO2 with your mask, maybe take the mask off and let your natural body get the actual air. Like honestly, like whatever teaches own when it comes indoors, but
1: outside makes me insane. It's no, it's very very weird. So like no, I never wore a mask outside. I never I never did that. I felt like it was extremely unhealthy. Um and so listen it's very, I don't really go to the supermarket much. My husband does that. I'll like go to Lassen's, which is a very small like health food store, which is usually very there's I've never seen more than 10 people in there. I have no idea how they're staying in business. Maybe it's just when I go. And like I'll pick up a few things. It's like a mini Whole Foods kind of. Um or like Sprout sometimes, but like, I don't really go to busy stores. I was in the Hamptons all summer. It's just, it's a different vibe there. Um, it's where we're in California, but we go to the Hamptons for two and a half months out of the year next year. I think it will probably be closer to four months. So it's where I was saying, they're basically going to be becoming bicoastal. coastal. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, and this is what I said to a friend of mine who works at PlayFit. I said, and she travels a lot, and she goes everywhere. She's going to Turkey. She was in Colombia this year, and I'm like, listen, the trick to living in LA is to not live in LA. Like, <laughs> you won't love LA if you're just not in LA that that much. I mean, like, that's that's what it well, is. Well, especially now that they just pushed, I saw a new scum just pushed your
0: uh, uh, mandates forward on the uh, vaccine passport. I'm like, oh, he just gave you guys a big fuck you for
1: trying to recall him. (laughs) He's the worst. No, he is the worst. Listen, the homeless situation here is so out. It's actually, I feel like it's a humanitarian crisis. And on the last episode of my podcast, I actually had someone who used to be homeless. Okay. And he even has no idea like really what to do with this i'm like you are homeless and you don't have the answer like what is it was a very different kind of episode but yeah i know i hear you the thing is is it's like right it's like it's all about your health it's all
0: about safety but yet you're just letting the homeless be all over the place and spread god knows what besides covid and i mean it's just it's crazy i know listen
1: they're (laughs) breaking up jake paul's parties but they're not breaking up (laughs) like a hundred people at once now they are now they've started to i mean listen It is, it is very scary here. It is, the weather is amazing. I will say that. I love my friends here, but it's not, you know, and I talk about this on my podcast, like, this, and I talk about it on my social media. This is not what I signed up for. And our lives two years ago were very different. We were both invited to more events than we could ever. I mean, I remember when I'm like, Allie, I have three events today. And this is a really <laughs> big deal. How am I going to make it with three events? I have, to, I have to change my outfit in my car. And I, I know this is coming from a place of great privilege. But, like, I chose my life as a writer and as a creator because... I would also get to do these fun things because I don't want to be behind a computer all day, every day. Um, and now I've just, now it's been almost two years and I'm, listen, Two, I am, two weeks to stop the spray. I know. Wait, did you see, I had a tweet like a few months ago when they finally lifted the mask ban before they brought on again. And I'm like, this has been the longest two weeks of my entire life. That. <laughs> and that's, that's how I feel. I'm just like- fucking come on already like get it together or don't get it together but like here's the thing too and I just want to say this like to be just to put correct information out there I work from home I don't have a public facing job um and it it is like, it is what it is. I'm sick of being told like what to do and how to live my fucking life. And, 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 and rules for thee and not for me. Like, let's talk about the Emmys, right? Like they'll mask your children
0: all day long. Like there was a viral image that went out on social media last night of like kids in masks everywhere in schools, but like there's the Emmys and they're all not in masks. And it's like, oh, but they were all tested. And oh, uh, some of them have exemptions and oh, the list goes on. It's like, oh, okay. So Hollywood gets exemptions, but the kids don't. Got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's, it's very frustrating to be, to have my life under this much government control. Oh, it's, it's gross, honestly. It's, and it's weird because like in the Hamptons, I mean, listen, the Hamptons is totally different because, I mean, listen, some stores required masks, others didn't. I don't know what it's like now because I know things are changing. Um, We mostly eat outside anyway because we enjoy eating outside in nice weather um, we but don't should eat. be forced to the segregation in my opinion is bullshit I mean it's I'll tell you a lot of restaurants are still closed inside or like mostly closed well, that's inside. good because to me people that are
0: doing segregation it's like I don't care how you feel like like when I was watching a video last night of uh Trudeau you know in Canada which is obviously like a basically like a communist space now was oh, literally sad. saying like look you know, we are doing this for your health and safety. So if you do good and you do what you're supposed to do, then you get to eat inside and be healthy. And those that don't have the outside, I'm like, do you not hear the segregation like in your voice? Because that's exactly what's happening. We went from doing black and white to vaccinate, unvaccinated. I'm like, whatever you do, you, you want to get the job, go ahead, knock yourself out. But don't segregate people because of it. It honestly literally disgusts me and breaks my heart at the same time.
1: Here's the other thing, like politics aside, okay, take politics, take information aside. Did they really, and this I think is the funniest thing, did they really think everyone was going to do this? Did they really think everyone was going to be on board?
0: They They thought everybody would drink the Kool-Aid after 2020. You're scared. Lockdown. Oh my God, I have to get this. Oh my God. It's my savior. And guess what? They're pissed because now what, 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 sorry, but to get political, what if I didn't say? our patients is wearing thin and it's like okay, oh okay yeah.
1: <laughs> what about our patients as the I have no I have no patients left I mean <laughs> as a, I, I am I've passed bonkersville and I'm in fucking crazy town and but that's like, that's where and, I am and by the way you didn't okay I mean I know you don't know for a fact
0: but like you had Bell's palsy while from wearing a mask technically
1: so I don't know if it was from wearing a mask, but I don't but think. you got it I, while you were Yeah, where, I got it during, during the lockdown. Time. And you've never like had it. it before. I know. Okay. So I don't think so. The only thing is this. I will say I once had some really, not in my face, but I, when I had, a, so I had the HPV vaccination when I was in my early twenties and I had one, one, you're supposed to have two. Uh, but I had one and my reaction to it was so bad. There was something wrong with the left side of my body. So I don't, that was not technically Bell's palsy, but also by the way,
0: not to cut you off another reason for you to be able to have an exemption if you didn't want to get it, because you had that reaction to the vaccine. This is the madness that makes me insane with all this. It's like people have their own stories, have their own reasons. Why are we pretending like this doesn't exist because all of a sudden it's the COVID vaccine.
1: It's, it's nuts. It's completely, it's, this whole thing is like crazy to me, but no. So I got it. So I was pregnant. Um, and then sharp left. I actually, I had a miscarriage and lost the baby, but when I first got pregnant, um, or shortly after I was pregnant, I, um, I developed Bell's palsy. I couldn't move the left side of my face at all. Um, I went to, I don't want to say his name because I, I'll say names of my other doctors though, because they're monsters. But I will say that, like, because this guy wasn't, but he was one of the top like neurologists at Cedars who gave me an antiviral medicine. It did nothing. And to be honest, I, if you have Bell's palsy and you're listening, buy a Juve or another red light device. I know they're expensive, they're a few hundred dollars. It cured it in two weeks. I'm almost a hundred percent back to normal. If I were better, yeah, your I'd face looks so much better. Like when you would hang out with me,
0: it was like, I love you, obviously, it but was it was it scary was bad.
1: you couldn't understand a word I was saying. I couldn't chew and swallow properly. I sounded like I had, um, like a brain injury. Yeah. And it, was, it was really bad. We, I have a question backing up to what you were
0: just saying about giving antiviral. Did they give you antiviral when you were pregnant? They did, and actually I later found out they shouldn't have. Yeah, that
1: um which is have very led
0: to the miscarriage to be honest. I mean, I don't want to like I'm not so I'm no, so
1: person. we don't no, so it could have caused, so had the baby done it, so it was no, I'm sorry, it wasn't an anti, it was a steroid. I was given a steroid, and I was okay. told that steroids later could have caused cleft palate, which listen, and I remember saying this to the doctor before he told me that I had a miscarriage because he was just prepping the sonogram um He said to me, You know, it could cause cleft palate. I'm like, What? And then I'm like, Listen, I had a boyfriend for years that had a cleft, that grew up with a cleft palate, was born that way. He has a little scar on his lip. And I was kind of like, Okay, if it turns out my baby has a cleft palate, we'll get it fixed. We'll go to the best plastic surgeon. This was a mistake and I'm okay with it. And he even said, You have a very good attitude. I'm like, Well, there's nothing I can really do now. But I wish I would have known when I first had Bell's palsy that you can just sit in front of, and I know this sounds really bonkers um I have an article about it on a sweat life you can like I can't say that infrared like cured my bell's palsy because there's no scientific there's no but like what but I tell, it really I, did because look at your face and that was what well, worked it. better than <laughs> anything else and it fixed it in two weeks and I would say if this is something you suffer from go buy an infrared light device right now it's worth every listen you've gifted it to me so I I'm gonna be completely yeah. honest yeah thanks but, for being transparent. You can buy you can buy inexpensive, but not just red light, infrared light. Um, and I'll tell you, I am 99% cured. I would be 100% cured if I sat in front of the damn thing every day and I'm just lazy and I don't, but you can't tell I've shot things. I've shot videos. I've had photos done. It's fine. Yeah, but that's
0: awesome. And, and can I just tell you something? Like, when you say, you know, you can't say it's a cure because blah, 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 all this BS. This is what drives me crazy about, you know, like big pharma and the medical system. It's like everyone wants to, like, say, you know, a vaccine is quote unquote the cure or this or that. But then when you try to do something holistic or do something natural or something that actually works and actually changes things, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't say that this does this and you can't say that. And it's like, but it does. But I can't well, say, I can it say you're 100% not making money off of it. And you're not making profit yeah. off of it. it
1: just makes me insane. I can say a hundred percent. I, that it, when I took the medicine, nothing happened when I did this, it went away. This is my point. point. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I like a personal
0: experience. That's that's my my
1: personal experience. I'm allowed to say it. And I also think too, that like, listen, if you have Bell's palsy or you have something similar, I would highly recommend that you that you try it the thing is and like we talk about this like with big pharma big pharma not making money off of doof but by the way there are and i'll send you if you want to put the link to the yeah, spotlight in the show notes for in sure in your show notes I have a link to studies about light and it helping with Bell's palsy. So oh, there's yeah, I'll, I'll link it, guys, for you guys in the show notes. Absolutely, there, there have been there have been studies done, and they government studies, and they're published. Oh in God. Well, don't theory. say that. <laughs> no, no, no. They're published, and you know what? I don't know if it was a government one. I, you know what? Because I wrote this like several months ago, but it was a legit. It was a yeah, legitimate, it was legitimate and there yeah. are tons I'm of them
0: shit. showing
1: <laughs> the benefits of light therapy. And so that
0: four bells palsy. Yeah. Um, Also like anyone listening, I would be curious if anyone else has experienced Bell palsy, especially during this time with the mask wearing, please DM me or DM Amanda um, or, you know, leave a comment on my social. I would be very intrigued actually to hear if anyone else has gone through it.
1: It's, it's bonkers. And then I hear, I was talking to James Lott, who's a friend of ours. Yeah. And I was like, he, I was saying, wait, did you, and he, he's like, no, no one talks about this. And I'm definitely no, no one not involved in the Bell's palsy community because I just, I didn't really want to talk to anyone about it when it happened. Um, but like, people don't know about it. And I'm like, doctors should be shouting this from the
0: rooftops. 100%. But again, you know, this is, this is like, in my opinion, the corruption of what we're dealing with in the medical system right now. And that could be a whole nother episode. But okay, let's talk about, you know, you mentioned quickly your miscarriage, Um, you know, whatever you're open to sharing, because I know obviously I have so many moms who listen. I know. And I want to talk about
1: it because people don't talk about it enough and it's extremely common. And I will say this, what happened to me was extremely common. The way the medical system treated it was apparently extremely uncommon. Um, And I do want to say, I just also want to start by saying this for people who don't know me. I had extreme medical trauma as a child from having EDD and these like crazy doctors who wanted my parents' money. I'm very open about that.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So let's start there because I think it's important to talk about that again, especially because I speak so openly about what's going on in the medical system. And I believe the veil is being lifted heavily and big pharma and being exposed. So talk a little bit about that first of how you went through that trauma as a kid um, you know, the things they tried to, you know, kind of put you on, what you were put on, how you talked about, you know, the HTV vaccine, because like your, you know, you've had experiences with, you know, vaccine injury, you've had experiences with, you know, not good medicine, like talk a little bit about that and then we'll get into the miscarriage.
1: So I will say, so I went, they thought I had ADD as a kid. I probably did. Um, I did TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation, um, Insurance doesn't really cover it, but I should say there are ways for insurance to cover it. DM me if you want an explanation of this. I just don't want to like put it on record. But I'll there are social media and the showdowns, guys. There, there are ways to, to get insurance to cover it for ADD. Um, but anyway, and I did that like two years ago. Um, but anyway, so I was diagnosed with ADD. Listen, I'm from the Upper East Side of Manhattan. I went to an all girls private school and there were several doctors that everyone went to that were making bank off of all of these parents. Um, they've made, and it's, I actually went through, there is a way, doc. its I believe it's against the law now, but doctors used to make tons of money from pharmaceutical kickbacks tons of it and there was one point where he was making twenty thousand dollars a year from pharmaceutical kickbacks there was there's a database that has it and I looked up the doctor's name and it was really really traumatic constantly being told there was something wrong with me given basically legal speed as a child um and I don't blame my parents because it was a different time and I don't think people knew better no and also not to cut you off also parents
0: trusted the medical system. Yeah. I mean, they did, they blindly trusted. They, they, and in my opinion, to this day, most of those same people who do that with their kids are now doing it for themselves. They trust the medical system blindly.
1: And it's, it's hard because there are a lot of good things about the medical system, but there are also a lot of corrupt things. And that's, That's the problem is that like, now that we have the information. So I experienced that as a child. So I've always been, and I've also had other medical trauma too, from doctors and just like, even like a therapist that I went to in my twenties that like basically sexually harassed me. I mean, all of these like crazy things. So I'm very, very well aware of the corruption in the medical system. I'm very well aware of, you know, of how these doctors make their money, how it's a business and people forget that. And a lot of that has to do with insurance and billing and all of that. It's basically, I mean, the truth is, I would say like the worst people in all of this are the insurance companies. Because if insurance companies were more ethical, I don't think doctors would have to go out of their way to make a ton of money and do unethical things. Not in every case, But there's a lot of there's just like a lot of corruption with with all of it, and it's a lot of and listen I believe I believe that CEOs I believe executives need to be paid, but they're basically just a few people at the top making a ton of money with all these, and I don't know what the answer to it is, but I'm just being very very crash the medical system. I keep telling Justin,
0: I'm like, honestly, like, and I know, I know people are like, oh my god, it's insane. I'm like, but I do believe the veil has been lifted. You know me, I'm in a very spiritual place. I believe the veil has been lifted on all systems, but especially the medical system, especially what we're seeing right now come out about COVID, vaccines, hospitals, protocols, everything. And I believe that we are going to see over the years natural medicines, holistic, what they used to try to call alternative. Come back around and start to, you know, resurface in our world of like this. Actually, was the way to go. Plant therapy has been around forever and worked. Like, I do believe that this is going to what's going to create a huge shift. People are going to realize that big pharma has become a business. It is about the corruption and the money, and it is no longer for the people. In my opinion, it's
1: it's sad and it's it's very hard because you have all of these. It just the whole system. It just gets corrupted from the root. And I would say this, if you, at the end of the day, you and only you are responsible for your providers and choose, assuming you have insurance and listen, legally in this country, you have to have insurance or you have to pay, um, or I think it's like 300 bucks a year on your taxes, but you know, we have Obamacare and parts of Obamacare, I think are good. Parts of it are not good. I don't believe there is a perfect system, but at the end of the day, Everyone must work with what they have. And here's the other thing too. I've had every insurance company in the world. And let me tell you- you. They all suck. (laughs) They all suck equally, but differently, okay? Yep, yep, yep. Like, it doesn't matter. If you're not dealing with one thing, I promise you it's another. But when you choose your providers, you have to be careful. And that's your responsibility. And guess what? Even like I have insurance that does not have like a ton of providers because it's one of those new startup insurance companies. And But there's still plenty of, if I don't like one provider, I don't get a good vibe, you go to the next one. Sometimes you got to drive a little further. That's the reality of life. 100%.
0: And I I love what you said about that too, because it's that picking of your best provider and picking, you know, who fits you. If you are, you like your best advocate, you are your own advocate. And especially I've learned that as Amanda knows from becoming a mom, like you are your child's advocate. And it's like, you can't just blindly trust and be like, oh, that's just what I'm going to go with there. Oh, that's just what's there. Like you have to do your research, no matter what you're doing, you have to look into things and you have to be, especially nowadays, Be your own advocate and say, I'm going to do right by myself,
1: which I know we're going to get into when it comes into the miscarriage. And that's that's what and that's where my mistake was. So I everything seemed to be fine. And then I went in to a perinatologist because I take allergy medicine Um, and I've been taking allergy medicine while pregnant. You're allowed to do it. Um. And it was, and basically, I had to go to consult with him and for a sonogram. And he said, and I'm literally quoting him. And this is the most evil, I believe he's an evil doctor. I've actually reported his name is Dr. John Mullen. He's a USC doctor, and I've reported him to USC, um, and I'm actually fighting the copay. I don't really, it's just money, but like I'm out of principle because I think he's evil and he didn't do his job. And I'm like, why should I pay someone who didn't do their job? Um, he said, let me cut to the chase. You had a miscarriage. Literally like like I lost an Amazon package. Like, I'm sorry, your socks are coming three days later. Where is your bedside manner? He's This is what I don't get, but I'm getting
0: chills by the way. It's three, three, three here. Like, so angel, angel numbers.
1: Okay. So there are, here's the thing that's like bonkers about this in LA, especially if you want to be a doctor, there are so many ways to make money. Go fucking inject Botox for a living. If you're an asshole and you have a medical license, am I allowed to say asshole on your show? Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) Okay. Like go, go inject Botox, go shoot up people's faces, shoot up people's lips with filler and call it a fucking day. Make bank, go live in Beverly Hills. It's not that hard. Okay. So I was, first of all, my husband was not allowed in the room. We Disgusting. Begged, Disgusting. begged for him, by the way, when I tell you how large this room was, I am going to say this room was 250 square feet. It was probably larger than my first apartment in New York that I lived in on my own. Okay. Like it was a huge room. My husband would have been happy to test. He would have been happy to socially distant. He would have been happy to wear a mask. Okay. We begged for him because also I still had Bell's policy at the time and it was very hard for me to speak it was a lot of effort yeah you wanted to have your partner there like end of story it's also just extremely and we explained to them the Bell's policy but don't be fooled don't be fooled about California they pretend to be like an anti-ableist state and I've never encountered so much I mean the ableism in the the people that run the state of California has run rampant okay yep, yep. And it goes down to the medical system. So I was hysterical, hysterical, hysterical. Ethan was on FaceTime. They finally let him up because I literally was so, the guy just like walked out of the room, by the way, like like nothing had happened. He was a total dick. Um, We then went to my regular doctor and I didn't know what to do after a miscarriage. And here's the other thing too, that like I have to say, there is so much information on the internet And there's a lot of sources out there. And listen, I'm a writer. I write for Forbes. So I can talk about, I know how to vet my sources. And there's a lot of legitimate sources out there that have very different information about miscarriages. And unless you are a medical professional, it's hard to decipher what to do or what to say next. But my doctor said, you'll probably start bleeding, whatever. Like he couldn't have, he was, you know, compassionate. This was my regular OBGYN. But um, he was just like, you'll you'll be fine. Like, should I take, there's medicine you can take called Cytotec, which it's the same thing as the abortion pill, but the baby's already gone, which you can take. And then there is a DNC, which is a, um, a procedure similar to an abortion. But again, the baby's already gone. And I should have had a DNC immediately that day. My doctor didn't do it and said he doesn't know anything about Cytotec. So we're like, okay. So long story short, I had a baby inside of me that was dead for two months. That could have gone septic and killed me at any moment. And that's just insane. Like they just don't give a fuck. That's really what it is. And I also was at that point, like, really, like, I first of all, like, not to be graphic, but I didn't know anyone could bleed that much and not die. I mean, there is so much blood, okay. And I just assumed the baby came out and it didn't. Um, And so I went, I was just like, again, like, it was could have been septic, I was losing my mind. I consulted several medical professionals who were not my providers because I was at a loss for us what to do. We even called the doctor again and we're like, what should we do? And he like, do nothing. Uh, And we were told to, this is like the most bonkers part of the story. We were told to go to the emergency room and lie and say, I had a fever and they would probably take the, and they would probably give me a DNC. And you had, and, and they told you to lie. Like, do you guys hearing the, the,
0: the, like, literally the corruption from the corruption to the corruption? No, like, but I, I, I know not this story, by God. the way, guys, like, I know this story, because she's obviously one of my best friends, and, and I wanted her to tell the story, but like, just listen to piece by piece by piece. Well, how this the thing is, out. these
1: provide that I spoke to were not corrupt they told me how to deal with the corrupt people no they what I'm were saying, one was' a I'm
0: saying, like they were like yeah, they're, yeah yeah
1: they're telling you what to do and deal with it like that's just full-blown corruption it's horrible um a doctor that I spoke to um over like my insurances um, telemedicine basically gave me a script and told me to write things down and I'm like Okay I didn't feel good about it, but I'm like, okay, if this is what it's gonna take because I'm at a breaking point, this was like right before Arlie's first birthday, I think because I that because that morning I had passed the baby. but anyway, we went, to, that's what, like, that's how devoted of a friend I am. <laughs> if like, I know, I told you, by the way, that you did not have to come and you could stay home. Like, I, I love you and we
0: wanted you there. But like, I told you for what you were going through, like, it was ridiculous that you were showing face and like standing, showing up and like actually hanging out because you were like depressed
1: and going through it massively. Well, what happened was this. They didn't give me a DNC because I didn't even see a real doctor. By the way, I also have to say this. That like, no matter how you feel about the pandemic, about COVID, about treating it, anything else, now is not a great time to go to an emergency room if you shouldn't be in an emergency room. Amen. Like, it's just, you know, there's like a lot of, you know, I think like we talk about COVID, but there's also a lot of like real common sense precautions that I feel like people ignore. Like, hey, if unless you absolutely have to, emergency room. Try to do something else, you know? Yeah, I told everyone anything you can stay out of the hospital for, stay out. Yeah, it's it's very simple. Um, but I didn't even see an MD, and this was Providence, St. John in Burbank. By the way, Burbank, California, for anyone who is listening who's not from this area, it's 10 minutes away from Hollywood. Okay. It's the LA metro area, it's a major hospital in a major city, okay. Um, and so I'm at this there. I literally was said to them, I really need to see a doctor. They, I only saw a physician's assistant and a nurse. They didn't have stirrups when they had to give me a sonogram. So I was basically in a yoga triangle position, having a nervous breakdown for 20 minutes. Um, I can't believe that seriously. Like when you told me that in person, I no was like, stirrups. like, I mean, how could a hospital in a, in a major city, in a first world country, not have stirrups? Don't tell me no one's ever given birth in an emergency room. Like, listen, I've seen, I didn't know I was pregnant. I know that that happens, but like, you know, it's just, we then were begging. We're like, can we please see a doctor, like a real doctor? And they're like, the laborist on duty doesn't want to speak with you. I'm like, what? What? So the physician's assistant, who was nice and compassionate and awesome, but again, not an MD, okay? Listen, a physician's assistant injects my Botox. I don't trust them when I'm about to go septic, okay? Not that that's not a worthwhile position. It's just not the same thing. And I'm in an emergency room. Yeah, I mean, and, like, who says they don't want to see you or talk to you? Like, what the fuck? Well, the point is they didn't want to give me the DNC because they didn't think my, this is, wait for it. Like this is the big bomb that I'm dropping. So they didn't want to call my insurance company because they didn't think the insurance company would approve it. And that is why they would not see me or give me a DNC, even though I was totally mentally at the end of my rope. I could have died from the baby going septic any moment. They basically said my blood work was too good.
0: So, okay, let's backtrack for a minute here. So they didn't want to call the insurance because what? Basically they didn't think they they were were going to
1: approve the procedure. Didn't even want to try. I'm crying hysterically in an emergency room. I have a dead baby inside of me for two and a half months I'm in an emergency room, emergency room, because I'm having an emergency during a pandemic where it's not a great idea to be in an emergency room where a husband and I are both essentially taking a big risk by being there. We're paying a $350 copay to be there. I want to see a real doctor. Wow. Go fuck yourself. Wow. Wow. It, it's bonkers. So he gave me Cytotec, which worked, but the problem is it's a ton of hormones and your hormones are out of whack. So when I, I found out, so the baby died, I was told eight weeks, three days, I found out at 12 weeks. Okay. Okay. So the baby had been inside of me for, for a while. Like I didn't start bleeding till like, literally like it took weeks to start bleeding. This baby was not coming out naturally. And unfortunately, I don't know anyone who's had to take side attack, but it's not the side effects are like, my body still thought I was pregnant for weeks. So I had all these pregnancy hormones. I'm, I have like, my hormones are out of whack from the stress of dealing with this. Um, Talk about I, trauma, like trauma. Yeah trauma I'm literally I'm traumatized I'm begging for medical help again a major city a major hospital and I can't get it I mean listen I don't want to pull this card but like my husband and I are like are educated like Jews from the Upper East Side of Manhattan I can't imagine what it would have been like if I was a person of color yeah
0: I I know what you're saying yeah
1: like the you know really treated us like like garbage and we're sitting there being rational with insurance and you know I'm like wow if this is how they're treating people that are that you know have insurance and you know go in you know with like you know a diamond ring on their finger and whatever and I'm just like like this is just crazy to like if you are poor or you can't afford it if this is how they're treating the so-called, like you know, the, the so-called, like rich people or whatever, it, this is just this is crazy to me. Uh, this yeah. is just so no, bonkers. Horrible. So, so you took the medication. Well, they and- told me. Oh wait. So I should say they did tell me I could go to Planned Parenthood, which I thought was of beyond. That. Don't get me started on that because I told you one person when
0: you told me that, and Kelly, my publicist, and one of your good friends, and. Several other people all confirmed the same thing. There are so many reasons they wanted to do that. And everyone knows, well, anyone who's awake to what's going on knows that Planned Parenthood is, I'm sorry, garbage and they traffic organs and they use the black market. It's on CNN.
1: It's, you're not,
0: you're not making this up. Anyone can Exactly. Um, Like, and they've been doing it for a very long time. That's
1: essentially why they were created. Like people need to actually know that shit. I just don't, listen, I I have used Planned Parenthood in an emergency. I believe they do some good things, but I don't think everything they do is good. And it's not, it's, listen, I think, like, take even, like, plan, take their politics, take their programs and their policies aside. Why would you tell a woman who just lost a baby to go sit in a waiting room with people that are waiting to terminate pregnancies, I'm not judging people terminating their pregnancies. I just don't want to be in a waiting room with them while I have a dead baby inside of me. Call me crazy.
0: No, horrible. And also, again, like, don't care if it's pissing people off because I think it needs to be heard. It's like, they wanted you to go there so that they could have, you know, essentially what you sadly couldn't have. Like, and it it just it's disgusting to me. And I I think it's horrible that they tried to put you in that position that they couldn't just take
1: care of you where you were. Like, all of it is just in... Insane. Okay. So continue. It's we, and by the way, we even called them cause I was that desperate and good luck getting an appointment. So that was out. And I was just, I was just like, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I guess if I have to go, I'll go. And you know, they'll just, they'll write me Valium and I'll just get high off of Valium and I'll sit in the waiting. I don't know what to do. Like, anyway, they gave me cytotech. Um, and I had the, I passed the baby, which was gruesome and brutal and horrible and I don't even want to get into the details but it is not it is not a pleasant drug to take I think it was cruel I think a DNC I would have been given medicine I would have been put out I wouldn't have had to see things it it would have been a much more pleasant experience for something that was already an incredibly unpleasant awful experience and mind you I had been going through all of this stuff for two months at this point During the pandemic, when I, you know, when everyone is at the end of their rope anyway. Unreal. It it was completely unreal. So, also, by
0: the way, like when you, you know, would talk to me, obviously personally, like as friends and, you know, confided in me and we were talking, like I was hysterical all the time. So depressed. But let me tell you something obviously you were depressed because anyone who goes through miscarriage, you know, is depressed and goes through trauma, but then the trauma you actually went through. And then this baby was inside of you for that long. It doesn't surprise me at all that your, your trauma and your depression was so much more because you poor thing, you were still keeping that baby inside of you. So I'm sure so much of you, even though you didn't realize the baby was still there so much of your body and, and, you know, and your hormones and everything, your brain, like must've been so fucking screwy. Like I just, My heart, like, honestly,
1: like just re-breaks for you right now. It was such a mess. And it didn't, that's the thing. I'm like, had I had good providers from the beginning, listen, I may have another miscarriage, God forbid, but I might, I will never go through that again. I will abs, I refuse to go through that again. It it just, it's not going to happen. So now, so it took, because it took my hormones forever to reset Um, and you have to have your period. It's, it was a whole thing. I ended up switching providers to a female OBGYN who's lovely. Um, and I mean, I gotta say like these doctors are just, some of these people are just like the worst. Um, and actually it's kind of, it's weird. It's sort of perfect timing with this. So we've been trying for four months, which is not very long in the grand scheme of things. I should also say my husband and I have both been tested we're totally fine in terms of our, our fertility. If you're struggling with fertility, by the way, if no one's told you, you should have your husband get his sperm tested as well, because that's important. Um, but we decided because again, because everything was so dragged out and I just want to get pregnant again. Um, we're going to do IUI, which we are literally doing this afternoon. Um, which is when they give you medicine to make you ovulate. And then they basically turkey baster the spermin that that's the medical term turkey based. <laughs> um, and it's, I've been talking about it a little bit on Instagram and it's weird because I feel like when I get pregnant, we're probably going to wait a while to announce. Of course. I, I actually have, we took, we had a photo shoot of my apartment and we did a few photos of my husband and I, um, when I was pregnant the first time and I'll never, we'll, we'll never share those photos with anyone, but I'm so great just cause like they, they're so personal, but I'm so happy we have them. Like, I love, love, love that we have these Aww. photos. That's yeah, that's special. Of course. Um, and it wasn't a full-on mature. It was really an apartment shoot. And I said, Hey, could you do a few of me and my husband and his hands are in like a little harder on my stomach. and you know. I'm, even though it's sad that I lost the baby, I'm so happy that I have like those photos. It's weird, I guess.
0: No, I get it. Like, it's it's still like a special memory and it was still a special moment. I mean, we remember how excited you guys were. We were so excited for you. I mean, I don't think it's weird at all. You know, it's part of your journey, you know, and I think so many moms listening right now, whether they've experienced a miscarriage, whether they've had, you know, something go wrong in the birth where they've had a traumatic birth, you know, whether their pregnancy is crazy. I mean, the pregnancy and birth journey is wild. And then after you have it's your child, cheap. the postpartum, I mean, all of it, it's so, it's so wild. So I think, you know, any moms listening or even moms to be like, we all can understand in some way and be empathetic because it's such a wild journey to go through and it's so beautiful, but yet so you know wild and chaotic and emotional and just I mean it's just it's crazy and it's like you know until you're in that space in some way shape or form honestly like I couldn't understand it until I was actually in it you know and so even though I've never thank God experienced you know what you've experienced obviously you know what I've experienced most of my listeners Mm -hmm. know for my postpartum depression and anxiety and all things I went through like in my traumatic birth like it, it is, it's, it's very trauma filled and it, it's very hard, you know? And so I think it's great that you're being so honest and sharing what happened with you and what's going on. And also that you're starting again, because I think it gives people not only the realness of what really can happen and um, also to educate them about, you know, the medical system and things to look out for, as well as that they're not alone and that, you know, you are being inspired to continue to go forward and
1: have your baby. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's like, I keep saying, I'm like, I'm not infertile. I'm just impatient and frustrated. So we're trying, so we're trying this. Um, a lot of people have asked me to like, why aren't you doing IVF? And I feel like it's 20,000, it ends up being 20 grand to do IVF, which is just a lot of, listen, I don't care how much money you make. That's a lot of money for anyone. Um, and I just think that like, we're not at that. I also think that that requires even more hormones. And I just like, I got to tell you the hormones for IUI that you have to take are not easy to take. I was crazy last week. I mean, I literally just felt like I was feeling so self it makes you feel very self-destructive or at least for me, like I text and drove, which is something I never do. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to live on the edge. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna text and drive <laughs> I mean it's really bad like don't do it but it really made me like completely crazy but IVF is just something totally different and again like if it comes to it we might do it but it's kind of too soon and they usually do iUI first because it is more affordable it's like insurance doesn't cover any I of you guys things. are fertile like you are fertile like, yeah you, know, you got pregnant. Like,
0: you know, like you're, you're working through the journey and I get, and you're also, I know from especially your experience, from what you've told me personally, like you're also very much trusting in yourself and in your body and, and in that baby, you know, and I think that there's also a really big piece to trusting and, you know, the, the spiritual piece, because I know I've said several times on my show and other places and, you know, to you personally, but I really do believe there's such a portal that opens spiritually when we do become pregnant and I do believe, you know, you absolutely experienced that, you know, with your, you know, first baby. And I, you know, I think when we allow that and we, of course, you know, if we need assistance medical system, I get it. But I think when we really tap into that and really feel that, I think we allow that to come in that much more, you know? And so I feel that for you. And, And, you know, there goes my voice, by the way, getting all scratchy, which I know for me is always confirmation. So I know your baby's coming.
1: I, I know it's coming to, you know, we could, have, the one thing that's weird is that she told us that um, we could have twins and I have twins in my family, um, which would be a lot, but I feel <laughs> like whatever God throws our way, that that is a gift. Um, but it's weird. I had a dream about the child and in the dream, it was a girl and I called it by the name that I have my heart set on my husband is not quite as into the name but I think he will be and I'm not going to say it what <laughs> he is um because it's such a unique name it's it's such a unique name um, well we look forward to hearing it when it's time <laughs> I, I know when it's t- I know I'm very excited I just think it's such a cool name and I was calling her by her name that's um, so beautiful and she looked just like me, but with much better curly hair. But like my husband has like this beautiful heart shaped face, but had like a hard shaped face. So <laughs> I don't know. So I keep, I keep sort of like seeing her, I could end up being a boy, but like could end up being both. Who knows? Um, got a 50% chance of being <laughs> white either way. Am I like, am I wrong? So no, you're hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I don't know. I am just, I'm I love that you had the dream
0: though. I think that like having that dream and you know, being in the space of, you know, obviously it was so hard on you, but like being in the space of still inspiration, still, you know, joy, excitement, giddiness, you know, I really believe that when we put that energy out there and we really, you know, step into, you know, faith over fear. And I've been saying this through the whole pandemic, faith over fear. Like I really believe Even if things are still crazy outside, it takes you on the inside to be able to go within and be in a good place. And in order to, you know, be pregnant and create life, like you need to be in a good place, you know. And so I think it's great that you're dreaming and you're envisioning and you're excited. And I think again, like this is so great for others to hear because so many go through this journey and they need to know that you know they can be happy still and that they, you know, can find joy and, you know, be hopeful, you know, I think it's really important, especially nowadays with just everything going on. I've been trying to tell people to be in, you know, a much higher vibration as much as they possibly can and mindset and to dream more and to really envision things more with just anything.
1: It was weird. It was just like this and it was like a current dream too, because I couldn't see what I was wearing really, but I could (laughs) No, but I did. I just bought these shoes at like the Tory Birch Outlet when I was um by where you grew up. Oh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Woodbury L- L- Commons. L- went, Commons. Yeah. huh I went to the Tory Birch Outlet and I got these shoes and they almost look like they're bottega Veneta They're like woven shoes. And I could see the shoes in the dream walking towards um, we were in this like beautiful loft with a gorgeous view which is weird because I don't envision myself living in a loft, but like I was looking (laughs) for her and I was like coming home from work or something. And she was there, but it's, it's weird. I do feel in tune with it. I do feel like, I mean, you talk about like faith over fear. Here's the thing. And and I'm just going to be completely honest. I have not, and I I feel guilty saying this and I feel controversial saying it, but I'm just going to say it. I've not really had the fear of the virus the way most people have and just from the beginning I'm like no, you I never cautious? did. You never did. Yeah. No, I'm cautious. I take precautions. Um I do not want to get the virus. But at the same time, I've never had a real fear of it the way people the way people have lived their life. I mean, listen, we've not traveled much. We've been for the past year and a half. We spent two summers in the Hamptons. Um, you know, we've gone on day trips and we've gone on weekend trips to Palm Springs and San Diego living your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like do I wish we would have gone to Europe. Yeah. But unfortunately that's not in the cards right now and that's okay. We've still as much as I can, I have lived my life. I worked out the whole time. Listen, I was in a fitness pod that was totally underground. Um, (laughs) I love it. No, the whole time, like- I know, I love it. I didn't really post, I actually wrote an anonymous article because I didn't want them to get in trouble for a sweat life, but yeah. (laughs) I think it was billed as personal, as group personal training or something. Um, And that's what I did. So, or my JIT, where I work out, they had outdoor, they don't have them anymore, but they had outdoor classes that were maskless when it was allowed. Um, So I just sort of, you know, I've been living my life as much as much as I can but to me like the fear is being told listen like I'm kind of a rebellious person like um being told what to do is my worst fear in life losing a child was the worst was like those those two are like the worst things that could happen and when those things happen you're like uh, really what's the rest like I'm in Listen, I was in such good health and had such good blood work that even though I had a dead baby inside of me, they refused to do anything about it. So crazy. So clearly, I'm in good health. I take care. Listen, I work out, I eat.
0: Yeah, you, you do. Know. You're in good health. You take good care of yourself. You eat well, you work out. You do. Yeah. You do yeah.
1: you do all the things for sure. Um, I take multivitamin. I did start taking a vitamin D supplement. During the lockdown, because I knew I wasn't going to be outside as much, and I hadn't, I, have, oh, yeah, I, had, I started.
0: I started a vitamin D as well. It's it's definitely a really good thing to do. I mean, I tell everyone, I'm like vitamin D, like up your C, up your zinc, like just doing things to help it it inside of your body. It cannot hurt. I also started a deep immune probiotic, like all the things. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, like it. You know, you should be doing that. If also, like, I just want to say too, like again, not like medical advice, but like. If you are someplace where you're not getting a lot of sun, your body does need vitamin D and you should definitely consider a supplement. And I've, I've had issues with vitamin D in the past. Um, So I was taking it, but yeah, I mean, there are just things you, you do, but like, I've never lived in fear. I've always lived in faith. I know things happen for a reason. I can't figure out the reason behind any of this. I'm like, this is bad. Yeah, I get it. I, but I think you saying that
0: is like, so I I love that we're ending with that because I think that it's so important to say that, to step into the faith to even now with everything you've gone through to say, I know everything does happen for a reason. Maybe I don't know the answer to this, but I know I'm going through it and I'm going to continue to step into faith because it's like, if you don't like, what else do you have? You know. And I think that's, that's a really good way to honestly wrap this up because I think that Everyone needs to keep that in mind, whether they're in your position or something else is going on with them. Like we all have to really continue to stay in faith, to go more inward, to stop looking to the outside, stop looking for answers from people who maybe don't really even have real answers for us at all, whether that's maliciously done or not. Um, And, you know, I think just what you said, like, you know, live your life as, as much as you can and. You know, and do what you need to do to be healthy, you know, regardless of like not doing medical advice, but like just do the things that you need to do to be healthy and to keep your body right, you know? So I think I, I love that you said that. And before we let you go, Amanda, obviously tell us where we can find you and follow you guys. It'll all be in the show notes. Anything else you'd want to leave us off with before we wrap things up? I'm so happy I got to have you. I know. I know. I miss you so much. I miss much. you too. I'm hoping at some point you'll make it to Tennessee. It is
1: flipping beautiful here it looks like you're living your best life girl. And I just like, I, I don't know. Like it's just, it's an, I'm so, I miss you so much, but I, know. I miss, I miss
0: you, you so much too. I really do. I miss, I, I miss you and Anthony and stuff. Like I miss my, my core people. I miss Kelly. Like I miss my, my crew, but I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I hope you guys will come visit in the near future. There's such a beautiful energy here. It's so just not divided. People just are like, do you, I don't care. I'll do me. Like it's just, it's so beautiful. It's how it should be everywhere, in my opinion. And it's just been, I'm so grateful that we're here and I look forward to get it for you coming, hopefully to visit and get to check it out.
1: I know, and hopefully with a little a little yes, baby. that's right, I'm a little, a little, a little, little, little <laughs> baby. little baby, little bambino. Um, I would say this too, that like, listen, if you're going through a miscarriage, you're not alone. Um, it's probably not your fault. Um, and I would say too, like, if you are pregnant and there is something up with your provider, just like, I mean, I even remember when you were pregnant, you changed providers multiple times because Hold there were well, things because like I hated everybody. everybody. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pregnancy is so hard right now. It's so hard right now because of the pandemic. And it's hard, by the way, not during the pandemic. I mean, the, my only experience of it is during the pandemic, but <laughs> it's just hard during the pandemic. I can't, you know, I, it's hard anytime and, you know, just know you're not alone And find your squad, like find your birth squad. And I would say, I don't have a doula yet, but once I am pregnant, I can't imagine, listen, like with the IUI, there were so many moving parts of this thing and appointments. I'm like, oh, this is what, and I felt like this being difficult was a sign from the universe saying, Amanda, if this is difficult, birth is going to be even more challenging. Like go get it. Be prepared. Get like
0: you said, get your team. I feel the same way. Like I had. I had an okay birth team. I would say the million. I had an incredible birth team when it came to Arlie, and it definitely showed. And. Um, you know, I, I mean, my, my, birth team, my, my first round was okay. That when I say it was crazy, everyone that knows my story. I changed so many times. I should have listened to my intuition from the get-go. There was a lot that happened. If I could say anything when it comes, and I've told you this, Amanda, but anyone listening, listen to your God-given intuition. You have a gut for a reason, listen to it through and through, especially when it comes to your pregnancy and your birth team and everything, because that is guiding you and telling you exactly what you
1: need to know and do. And if you don't know, just listen to it. And by the way, there are good providers out there, but there are just as many shitty ones. Yeah. And if they're, listen, like if you're on any major insurance plan, like switch, like don't be afraid to switch. Listen, I have to drive like an hour to go see my doctor. Okay. When I give birth, well, I'm probably not going to give birth in this state. I'll probably give birth in New York just because uh, <laughs> Well, because I wanna, I want the baby born in New York, because my husband and I are both from New York, and and i why would you want it born in? I don't want to be born in, in California. Right short in California. <laughs> um, also, like, listen, like our the house, the house there is bigger. Like, we have more room. We're in a one bedroom apartment here. That the house there is much, much. I get much it. Larger. Lots of details. So, I get it. Totally. Lots of details. So I just want to say that, like, just find the right people to give you support. Cause you listen, even if you have a perfect birth and a perfect pregnancy and mine was perfect at first, you, your hormones are going to go wild and you need, you need that support. And just, just know that like, like I said, if something isn't right, get the hell out. It doesn't matter if you have to switch providers. It doesn't matter if you have to schlep, it does not matter. Yep. Higher trust that intuition and trust get out your, your mama intuition. And it's weird because like, even though my child, it's weird. Like sometimes I say I'm an aspiring mama, but like, I, I do consider myself a mom to a certain extent, even of though course. my has. Oh, like you carried yeah. life and you created life. Of course you are. And yeah, um, that, and I'm about to do IUI and I don't know when this episode is coming out, but if Prayers,
0: lots the of prayers, lots of baby advice. vibes. Yes, we're sending all the prayers, baby, all the baby vibes, baby baby fairy dust, baby blessings. And tell us where we can find you and follow you, love. Thank you so much for sharing oh your my story God. and
1: at, here. At it's Amanda Lauren on Instagram, it's A M A N D A L A U R E N, and at Amanda Lauren on Twitter. I also have a podcast called Bougie Adjacent, which you'll link B-O-U-G-I-E Adjacent. I can't even spell adjacent, um, <laughs> which is really cool. I have a lot of, Allie's going to come on, but I have lots of celebrity interviews with like the Home Edit and HGTV stars and Ashley Waller, who was on this podcast, was on, Caroline Demore from the house. So many good episodes. Um, and I've been working on that for a little while. I have a really good solo episode coming out about minimalist moms on YouTube. I love it. So fun. Well, girl, thank you, you for sweetie. being here. Love you guys. Thank
0: you so much for listening. Until next time, guys. And like Amanda said, just trust your gut, trust your Godgiven intuition. And if you're a mama, trust your mom intuition. Thanks, guys. Till next time. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Everything with Ali Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe. Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.